0: That's noo to sign up today. Welcome to the First Pitch
1: Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up? fellow fantasy managers welcome back to another episode of the first pitch podcast brought to you by pitcherlist.com my name is jake crumpler and as always i'm taking over for bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast you can follow me at jake crumpler on twitter and can find all of my work at crumplerbaseball.com let's dive into everything baseball related from friday april 14th we had a full slate of 15 games and we'll start it off as always by going over the transactions injuries news and notes from around the league always We're going to kick it off with the injuries. The first one is third baseman Yohan Moncada of the Chicago White Sox being placed on the 10-day IL with lower back soreness. The ensuing move is Eloy Jimenez being reinstated from the 10-day IL. The team also claimed Nick Solak off waivers from the Seattle Mariners. So we won't see Yohan Moncada for at least 10 days. It doesn't seem like that serious of an injury but we do get Eloy Jimenez back in our fantasy lineups. In terms of transactions, the Giants extended Logan Webb this doesn't really have any fantasy impact on Webb but it's cool to see him stay in the bay where he is from the contract he received will cover the next five years of his career and will net him 90 million dollars and it buys out three years of his free agency in terms of news Masataki Yoshida an outfielder for the Boston Red Sox should be back in the lineup on Saturday after missing the last few days additionally starting pitcher Jeffrey Springs of the Tampa Bay Rays will miss at least two months with ulnar neuritis which which is very disappointing after he started off the year so hot and it looked like he might be having a big breakout season. If that neuritis does require surgery, he could be out much longer, so it's going to be a while until we see springs back on the mound. This is all according to Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. The team recalled Yanni Chirinos to replace him on the roster and we have not seen a lot of him for the past few years, but he was a successful starter way back in 2019. In other Rays news, the team's 13-game winning streak to start the year finally was brought to a close by the Toronto Blue Jays it tied for the longest streak to begin a season since 1884. Now that we're done with the news notes and injuries from around the league, let's check out how the batters did, kicking it off with Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs as he helped the team take down the mighty Dodgers, going 4 for 4, scoring a run, hitting a home run, knocking out two doubles and three RBI, walking once and stealing a base to complete the combo meal. The home run traveled 423 feet with an exit velocity of 108 miles per hour and actually three of his four hits had an exit velocity of at least 108 miles per hour which is very impressive he's batting third and playing left field on a daily basis so he's got a great lineup spot and he should be out there more days than not but I don't know if he's a difference maker on fantasy teams because he doesn't have a super high ceiling I think he's just below that all-star level but he will be a reliable source of contributions across the board power average steals and runs in RBI so he's definitely worth having in every single league. This performance is coming off his three-year, $61 million extension that he signed just a couple days ago. So he looks to be worth the money already. In other Cubs news, Jan Gomes also went off against the Dodgers. This is a a big day for Cubs news on the First Pitch Podcast. Gomes went three for four, scoring three times, knocking out two bombs, knocking in two runs, and stealing a base. So that's a combo meal for the catcher. The first home run traveled 391 feet, while the second one left the bat at 106.5 miles per hour. The stolen base is very surprising as he stole just 7 bases in his 12 year career. Capping out at Two in a single season, so this likely will be the last stolen base we see from him. But it's very impressive to see him do that and homer twice. One of the most unlikely performances we'll see throughout the year. He's sharing catcher duties with Tucker Barnhart right now, so he's likely not an option fantasy wise, even in the deepest of leagues. Maybe in like fifteen team NL only leagues with two catchers, he's got a shot. But I, I don't think he's a big difference maker fantasy wise. But the big day is is much appreciated from anybody that had him on their team. Also for the Cubs, Sayo Suzuki made his triumphant return from an oblique injury belting a home run in his first game back rowdy Telez of the milwaukee brewers had a big game in san diego as he helped his team to a win he hit two home runs going two for five scoring twice and knocking in four runs He's now up to five home runs on the year. The first one he hit traveled 398 feet with a 104.4 mile per hour exit velocity, while the second one went 419 feet with a 108 mile per hour exit velocity. Clearly, he's a great source of power. He evidenced that in his performance on Friday, but everyone was sort of expecting a big season from Telez with the shift ban touting him as one of the biggest benefactors of that ban on the shift, but he hasn't yet tapped into that better ground. Ball luck, we'll have to see his average rise from the 214 it currently sits at, but you can sort of pray that he is going to improve in that department and provide more value than just the home run and the rbi department speaking of home runs jared kelnick Taking on the Rockies, homered in his fourth straight game, going two for four, scoring twice, adding a double and knocking in two runs. The home run traveled 414 feet with a 107.4 mile per hour exit velocity. And it seems like Kelnick might finally be breaking out. He has an incredible prospect pedigree as a former number one overall prospect. And surprisingly, he's still only 23. If he does finally break out, this could make the Mariners lineup super deadly. If this is the real breakout for Kelnick. Definitely somebody that should be owned in every single league and to ride out while he's doing this. This could be a huge season for Kelnick. Speaking of young players, Anthony Volpe of the New York Yankees belted out the first home run of his career, leading off the game for the Yankees. The home run went 394 feet with a 99.8 mile per hour exit velocity. He also walked once. It's been a pretty disappointing start to the season as he's batting just 171, but he has stolen three bases, so he does have a lot of speed, but I think the batting average will be a struggle for him all season. He batted like 250 in the minors last year, so that's not his strong suit. He's still just 21, so it's gonna be a bit of an adjustment process throughout the year for him. But he should be able to turn it around and have a pretty successful rookie season, as he has a great lineup spot leading off for the powerful New York Yankees lineup. Elsewhere in New York, Francisco Lindor had a massive game in Oakland, helping his team to the win, going two for three, scoring once, hitting a home run and a double, and knocking in a whopping seven runs. That home run traveled 439 feet with a 106.6 mile per hour exit velocity, and those seven RBI tie career high. It's also the most by a Mets shortstop and tied for third ever by a Met trailing only Carlos Delgado and Dave Kingman Lindor is somehow underrated now despite the bigger spotlight in New York and the massive contract that he signed when he got there but he's still an amazing producer of power and speed in a deep lineup so he should be super valued in every single fantasy league that'll do it for our hitter roundup but definitely make sure to give the daily batter's box article a look over on pitcherlist.com to get the lowdown on all of the hitter news from around the league now we'll check out how the starters did in baseball on Friday, Justin Steele. See, I'm, I told you it's a big Cubs podcast here. Justin Steele took down the mighty Dodgers, earning the win, tossing seven innings, allowing just three hits, two earned runs and one walk while striking out eight batters. The 17 whiffs he had on the day were the most in baseball and earned him the gallows pull. He also produced a 32% CSW. His fastball was unstoppable in this start as he used it 71% of the time to induce 11 whiffs. He's somewhat of a cherry bomb, but he's been all sweet across his last Three starts as he's posted a 1.42 ERA. He's become somewhat of a reliable pitcher across the past two years, but he likely needs to develop a third pitch outside of that fastball and slider to take that big next step that he's been hinting at so far this year. He's got a great matchup next facing the A's in Oakland, so it's likely that this hot stretch continues, but I would have some skepticism that he's a Cy Young candidate or something in the National League. Staying in the NL Central, Johan Oviedo had a big game in St. Louis, though he did take the tough luck loss despite pitching seven innings of one run ball allowing just six hits and one walk while striking out 10 batters he had 13 whiffs in this one and a whopping 38 percent csw which was good for the king cole meaning he led all of baseball with that rate it helped that he turned to his upper 90s heater just 26 percent of the time as it allowed it to play up while his slider and curve were both above 40 percent csw so he definitely rode the breaking pitches here and used the fastball playing off of them he's a pitcher that has a lot of potential but he often struggles with bouts of loss of control so he's someone to watch out in terms of matchups I think right now he's more of like a deep league stash and in shallow leagues you probably want to put him on your watch list and keep an eye on him especially stay away right now because he's going to cores next but after that I'm not sure who he lines up against but he's definitely somebody that to be considered for streams throughout the year we'll run through three more starters to wrap up this section Jose Barrios finally had a bounce back versus the Rays as he helped Break their winning streak. He tossed five innings, allowing just four hits, no walks, one run, while striking out six. He had ten whiffs and a 31% CSW. I'm a bit skeptical that this is him bouncing back after he struggled for such an extended period of time, but it's a good sign. However, he does face the Astros next, so that'll be a real test of where he's at. Also, in that aforementioned Cubs game, Noah Syndergaard went off despite the losing effort. He went six innings, allowing just six hits, three runs, two walks, while striking out nine. He had 16 whiffs and a 35% CSW. We have not seen that kind of swing and miss and strikeout stuff from Synergard since he's returned from his few years of injury so i'm not sure this is a new level for him he doesn't have the velocity back but if this is something that he can consistently do get strikeouts with with the whiffs backing it up I think he's somebody to keep an eye on. Lastly, Brady Singer had a tough matchup in Atlanta, though it was weird. He tossed five innings, allowing 10 hits and eight earned runs, which is terrible, clearly, but he also didn't walk anybody and struck out eight batters. He also racked up 14 whiffs and a 36% CSW, so it's a bit of positive and negative there as he had terrible results, but the underlying stuff and the strikeouts are great. I have a feeling he's probably just living in the zone too much. He's also somewhat predictable, being that he's a two-pitch pitcher, but the underlying metrics bode well for his future performances don't take this as a sign that you need to drop him but if you want analysis on every single start from friday check out the plus pitch podcast and also nick's daily starting pitcher roundup we'll finish it up here by heading over to the bullpen and seeing how the relievers did starting it off with the relievers that recorded a save emmanuel Classe got one Johan duran got one jordan romano got one he now leads baseball with five saves kenley jansen got one Felix Bautista got one, Giovanni Gallegos got the rare one as Ryan Helsley was resting for the second day in a row after going a rare back-to-back, Bryce Wilson got the rare three-inning save, and Paul Sewald locked down a save as well. Let's check in on the closers that pitched either outside of save situations or were unable to lock down the save. Camilo Duval took home the loss, pitching in the 11th inning for the Giants, unfortunately. A.J. Puck got in some work pitching with a 4-run lead. Clay Holmes was used in the 8th inning, surprisingly, to get out of a jam. He was not able to do so. Reynaldo Lopez was used in the 7th inning for some odd reason, and he did not do well either. And finally, Jose Leclerc was set up for a save opportunity, but he got screwed out of the save as his team scored a run in the top of the ninth inning, and he had to settle with pitching with a 4-run lead. For further information about the relievers that pitched on Friday, Check out the daily Reliever Ranks article over on PitcherList.com. Before we look forward to today, we're going to take a quick break.
0: Most weight loss programs are short term fixes, but the problem is managing your weight needs a long term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight today and in the future. Their psychology based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today. Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Now we'll send it over to the wonderful Mark Paquette with the weather. Thank you very much, Jake. Well, when we look at the baseball schedule for today, two games stand out as some weather issues, and those are going to be in Yankee Stadium, Bronx, New York, where there's going to be some showers and thunderstorms around, In the same general forecast for the Guardians at the Nationals and the Nation's capital, I don't think either of these games are going to be postponed, but we'll have to watch where these heavier showers and some thunderstorms set up. It doesn't look like they're going to be overly concentrated and more scattered than uh, an area where you just say that's a solid area of rain. That doesn't look to be the case. So we should be good to play. We'll just have to watch for some delays. Thank you very much, and back to you. Thanks, Mark. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, April 15th, starting off with the probable starters for tomorrow. I always give my matchup of the day, the game to watch in terms of starting pitchers, and that's gonna be Bryce Elder of the Braves versus Chris Bubich of the Royals. This one should be interesting. Both of them sort of seem to be having breakout seasons. Both of them are young. Elder has had some great success thus far and has big prospect pedigree, while Bubich seems to be the big breakout pitcher in terms of his stuff playing up a lot better this year and adding a new pitch, and this might be the one start that crowns him as the key pickup going into the weekend. Now let's look at the pitchers to stream. We've got two starters in the auto start tier. That's Freddie Peralta going to San Diego and George Kirby taking on the Rockies for a nice matchup with Rocky Road. And then the probably start tier, we've got a lot of options. The main one, our streamer of the day, is Steven Matz taking on the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates. He's a guy that can get a lot of ground balls in front of a great defense against a weak lineup. I'd also keep an eye out for Ryan Nelson taking on the Miami Marlins. They're not the most intimidating of lineups and he's actually been pretty solid thus far. He took down the Dodgers in his last matchup and also Graham Ashcraft who is taking the Phillies on at home. It's a bad ballpark to pitch in but Ashcraft has looked really good this year with his new slider. In terms of hitters, the batters I would suggest looking to stream include Mets hitters taking on Shintaro Fujinami of the A's and his 17.55 ERA. He's a righty so I'd suggest some left-handed batters because the Mets have never taken on Fujinami so they have no experience with him but the lefties I would target include Eduardo Escobar and Daniel Vogelbach as we we could see either of them knock out a home run. The other matchup I'll be targeting is Rays hitters taking on Yusei Kikuchi. I promise I don't have a vendetta against the Japanese pitchers pitching <laughs> on Saturday, but Kikuchi has a 6.75 ERA this year, so he's also not been great. He's a lefty, so I would target some righties in the Rays lineup, including Harold Ramirez, who's two for five in his career against Kikuchi. He's also a career 306 batter with a 120 WRC plus versus left-handed pitchers. Other right-handed batters that could provide positive dividends include Christian Bethencourt if you're looking to stream a catcher, Manuel Margot, and Isak Paredes, who already has hit a home run against Kikuchi in his career. Now we'll close things out by mentioning some relievers to watch on Saturday. Felix Bautista has pitched on back-to-back day, so he likely won't go again today. Siano Perez or Brian Baker could be the one to get the chance at a save on Saturday. The other one is Yoan Duran, as he's gone three of the last four days, so it's not guaranteed that he won't pitch, but this is a pitcher that probably will have a light workload throughout the season, so we could see either Jorge Lopez or Griffin Jacks get the chance at the ninth inning on Saturday. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to pitcherless.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including amazing player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access to the Discord, to interact with Pitcherless staff and members of the community, and to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler, Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus